Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand, another right hand, and he goes down! Oh my goodness! The dream is made real! Ricky Hart rocks the world with a truly stunning win over a modern legend! He is the champion of the world! Yes, we're back again. It's Raps on TV talking the best thing in boxing. This weekend, I was. I think it's good to say that it wasn't the most busiest, um, but we had some good entertaining fights. Um, man like U6 showing us how he's done to get himself into the final of the World Boxing Super Series tournament. Uh, but it's safe to say the boxing is back. We've got some big news. Um, a lot of press got, in fact, uh, UK press conferences. One big one today. Uh, some more on Thursday. Um, but yeah, definitely all full steams ahead. So just want to say to everybody or listeners, thank you again. All the callers, thank you. Um, guys, remember to subscribe to that YouTube channel. YouTube will change the law. So in order for us to make money, we're going to need some more subscribers. So sign up, <laughs> sign up. Uh, we're going to need that on iTunes as well. And for all of you guys that want to call in, don't forget the number is 01506-243-403. I'll repeat, 01506 243 403. So on the agenda for this week, of course, we're going to be talking about that British beef. Um, guys putting adverts in local newspapers and selling burgers on the streets. Chamberlain versus Akoli, two young British hungry fighters undefeated going head to head down at the O2 this weekend. Looking forward to that. Clearly, we're going to be talking about Usyk that, uh, beat, beating Breedis um, in the Cruiserweight semi-final. Uh, obviously, we've got Gassia versus Dortikus that is coming up this weekend over in Russia. And the big news that came out yesterday, Canelo versus Triple G2. The rematch is back. But nonetheless, I'm here with my co-host, Tom K. Tom, what's yeah. up? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good to be back. Good Slightly be back. weary, working away, but you know, good to talk about yeah. boxing and it's all bubbling again. So That's it. Get we're, back into the rhythm for we're, 2018. We're all happy dogs right now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> big schedule. Yeah, so we, it, we even had some other news well, quite a bit of other news. Well, with Ahara Davis signing with Frank Warren, uh, and we've just seen the PBC schedule come out, which has got some great fights yep. for the first half of 2018. We saw Amir Khan today lose his rag. <laughs> a few, you know, personal issues being Nothing dug up. With that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whether Can't it's blame. genuine or not, who knows? Yeah, but I mean, you know, course, yeah. it was exciting to watch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was funny. It was definitely funny. And then we even had the laughable claims of Deontay Wilder, your yeah. best friend. Ah, uh, my best, my best I'm friend. Surprised you ain't got the t-shirt on today, but mm, he, I, he's I, claiming he'll I, knock I, out a prime Tyson. I mean, for me, um, yeah, I read that and I thought, yeah, the, he's definitely smoking. He's smoking on some of that MJ before camp starts. Um, yeah, and that was just for his friend, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me. Um, I think that's a good place. So, yeah, also, you know, just guys let you know, we should have Isaac Chamberlain coming in on the show uh, at some point. So once we see his number flash up, we will, of course, patch him in. Um, I think let's start with Usyk versus Breedis, actually, because that was really the biggest boxing event happening last week in terms of uh, over in Europe, a lot of people talking about it. Usyk seems to be a guy that uh, a lot of people are following. He's building a big name. Um so what were your thoughts on the fight? Obviously, Usyk won um, mm. points decision. What were your thoughts on the fight? Well, before before we dissect the fight, I just want to... Every time I've watched the World Boxing Super Series fights, I, mm. I do think it's the production's amazing. Of the, yeah, it's what, getting better. Yeah, and when, you, when you're sitting there watching, you know, the introduction with them being raised on those yeah, sort of yeah. platforms, the national anthems, and the lights, the, lights, the, the amazing lights, you yeah. just think... You know, the this music is, a higher is very quality. like a theatre. Yeah, it's a theatre production. I remember Callis Allen saying he wanted it to be like the Champions League of boxing, yeah. and it is. It has that feel to yeah, it, it and I think it's brilliant. I think yeah. you know, it's rare with these matchroom shows and stuff. You know, there's a lot of hype, there's a lot of mm. beef before them, but you feel glamorous. You know, yeah, you feel yeah, like, oh yeah. my god, I here mean, we go. Me, this is it. This, like, and I, what I will say is. Um, for both the divisions that they've selected, I think they've probably been very smart because if you look at the cruiserweight, in Europe, we we know we've had a long line of cruiserweight champions, guys mm. we recognise in that division. The US, maybe not so. But what I feel this competition has done, it's made it really competitive and entertaining because if you actually look at the semi-final, everybody had mm. a belt, has got a belt, uh, yeah. one way or another. So what it means is, 
by the end of this process, there will be one unified champion. Now, some people might say, yeah, it's been fast-tracked, but actually, I think it's, especially after you last few weekend's fight, I think it's fair to say the best are fighting the best. You know, two yeah. guys, undefeated records, they've got a belt. We've seen mm. the same with Gassier versus Dortikos. So, um, uh, technically, I think it then becomes down to the styles of the individuals as yeah. well. And that's where I think, you know, they're putting on a good show. So, I think, you know, I'll take my hat off to the World Boxing Super Series. I think they had some doubters at the start. But I think most people on the whole um, are, are, are impressed with what they've seen. I think the box yeah. office thing still needs to be debated. But, you know, that's boxing in this day and age, right? Yeah, they definitely had the doubters. But I don't, you know, those doubters wouldn't have predicted... Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, a huge sellout crowd no, in Latvia screaming with a set with a semi final between a Ukrainian and a Latvian. You know, they wouldn't be going, "Oh God, yeah, we're you know we're yes. going to be jealous. We're going to be worried about yeah. that prospect." And then you know, they have come think, on a long way. I, I mean, think. look, I think for them, they've started off well. I think to be fair, it's only really going to get bigger and better because yeah. you think about the other divisions that they could approach in terms of fighters. Mm. One, just to make competitive fights, let alone bringing guys in with belts, um, and. Two, you've got to think, well, they're bound to get more sponsorship. They're bound to get more yeah. investment because the model's there. Um, I think it's a cracking thing. So, um, yeah, again, we'll go on to the fight. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, I thought it was a cracking fight. Yeah. I thought, I mean, it was actually one of the best fights I can remember watching in recent times. Uh, you sort of, really? especially during those first, not, not in the sense that it was a compete, fights. not in the yeah. set, like the net, it was on, wasn't a sort of slugging, outright mm. slugging match. Mm. But the way there was two, you know, highly skilled elite yeah, fighters. Focused. Yeah, and they, and it wasn't like one was dominating the other. It was mm. quite a topsy-turvy fight. So you're always on the edge of your seat. Like, mm. who's got the upper hand in this round? Who's doing more? You yeah. Know? For, for a while in those early rounds it looked like Breedis I think he had those he had rounds. those early rounds didn't yeah, he yeah, yeah and he was looking very competent in there mm. Usyk you know he's he had that sort of untouchable reputation coming in yep and Breedis, I won't say Breedis hype but I will him. say I'm calling it hype <laughs> Breedis was Breedis was handling him quite effectively yeah. in those early rounds he was getting on the inside of yeah. him wasn't he and he, he exposed a few weaknesses I think like so. you'd and, have to say and I think um, I think that's the thing I'll definitely say I, I think we've got enough we can't call it anything else but weaknesses but I would say you know we're talking about two champions here that were putting everything on the line and you know last week I think even we weren't in the studio but I was saying for me I don't think everyone should write him off as easily as Mm. people were and for me I just felt he had something about him yes it was really the big right hand um, and I have to say for me Usyk defended actually pretty well in terms of not yeah. letting himself get countered by that particular shot he took some jabs there to were the face, some times some where he bodies, was getting caught early on I and think he was getting caught was but early not on that, at one point he, he took a right hand didn't he, he took he a did, right hand yeah, counter and he showed his, up he did show up yeah. and, and I think that's when he started coming in with the high guard but mm. I think it's worth noting you know sometimes in boxing we forget like great fighters can get hit Definitely. Know, when he got hit and yeah. he didn't wobble and I think there's a lot of other fighters if you mm. look at Breedis's record that take those type of shots and they go down or they wobble yeah, and they kind of lose a fight so I think Usyk showed some great as attributes um, I won't say necessarily as massive flaws I do think what it is is you know the hype that was around him that he's just some untouchable mm. guy I think it's shown that no he's not I think if Gassiev gets through to the final which I still don't think is a given um, I think Gassiev could actually put up a good fight I think you are looking a bit more of a Brawler versus a boxer in terms of Usyk being a real technician, but yeah, yeah I was impressed with that fight. I was, re I thought it was did really. Did you see Usyk as a clear winner? Because there's actually been a lot of debate over um, the scorecard. Yes, I did, there? but not clear and winner one in judge terms gave of it a draw. yeah, not clear in the sense of he was just points wide. Like I gave it to him my two rounds, and it was really the final yeah. two rounds. No, Up I agree. Until that, I agree. Yeah, that 100%. part it was kind of like. Mm, as I think if you watched it again, you could probably give some 10-10 rounds. Yeah. Uh, they were so close in terms of their styles yeah. in, being imprinted. I think Breedis yeah. definitely took... He dominated yeah. the first four rounds. I think he yeah. probably won all the first four rounds. Yeah, I think yeah. But I think that Usyk had the stamina advantage. He was the, he was the more athletic. And he, if anything, increased his pace whilst Breedis slightly dropped off. And there was, yeah. there was that period in the middle where Breedis, he started for a small second when he got that cut open. Yep. He looked like he was starting to feel sorry for himself and he started to worry. Thinking, and he wasn't, his, his punch output really reduced. Yeah. So when you look at how he was fighting early in the fight um, <clears throat> and he was kind of all on top of him and he was countering really well. Yeah. So Usyk would throw a short, throw a jab, but he would count, he would slip and then throw a punch back. He wasn't able to do that in the later rounds. And then he had a bit of a surge, but you could see it just wasn't enough. It kind of, 
I know it's the wrong type of fight, but it was a little bit of remind me of the Canelo Golovkin where Canelo just his output just wasn't enough. He just yeah. wasn't outworking him, and he wasn't Agreed, being as yeah. clever as him. So, um, but I think for me, his Ursic's work, work rate was just it was, was better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, you got to say really it was phenomenal because he put he put his guard up high, and he actually just really most of the time kept chasing him down. Yeah, really. I think um, Breedis must have been quite nervous because I, you know it's yeah. obviously a big pressure going to a yeah. fight that you're expecting to lose as well. in your hometown. And I I remember actually after the first round because mm. obviously he did well in the you know had a mm. very good first round. I remember him walking back to corner almost looking surprised like, like yeah is this it? yeah there wasn't you know what was the fuss yeah. all about because yeah. you could tell in the, when he made that expression it looked like he was nervous you know yeah. he was worried coming into the fight yeah. and, and then I he think, settled in but he can burn a lot of energy like that that's it and but I think for me you know overall I think Breedis should hold his head up very high he was a very mm. worthy champion um I don't think he got bullied. He wasn't dominated. If you no. look at Spence versus Peterson, he had a week big before, size disadvantage in there, and he still didn't get bullied. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, and, and that's what I mean. Like the reach, his timing, and distance was good. But I think you know, with, when you're fighting somebody as technically sound as Usyk, and you've got the reach and uh, as a height as a disadvantage against you, you need to be an energetic fighter. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can get up close, slip, slip, bam, go to the body, and yeah. he was trying to do that, but the speed just wasn't coming fast enough. I felt. And Osik, he he was very good at picking his punches. I felt. Yeah. So when Breedis did try and do that, he had he he had a nice uppercut quite a few times when Bre when mm. Breedis tried to come inside as well as did Breedis, but yep. he used that quite effectively to st like he Breedis wasn't really breaking down Osik to the body. I yeah. didn't feel and, and not enough. Definitely no, not, definitely um, not enough. So in terms of Usik, uh, people saying he felt was exposed. I, I personally don't agree. Do you, you think it's overreaction or you think it's a, uh, it's a true statement? I think that <clears throat> he definitely hasn't been exposed. I think it's shown that he's not, you know, an unbelievable force who yeah. could just go up to heavyweight and take yeah. on anyone and yeah. be oh, a 50 50 shot. Yeah. He, you know, he is an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. He has, you remember, he's, you know, he's had a just under half the fights of Breedis. Yeah. He's fought, he's fought yeah, Glowacki. He is he he's, 15 or 11? I don't know. Yes, um, some, you know, yeah, less just, than 15 yeah, fights. 15, he beat Glowacki yeah. in one of his early fights, yeah. who at the time was one of the top cruiserweights. Mm -hmm. uh, he beat, who was it recently, the one before Breedis, who was um, that, Marco Hook in yeah. the quarter. He was a bit past it. Yeah, but I was going to say, yeah. He that showed his, I think, you know, but he's, I don't think he he's the best fighter in the cruiserweight division, I think, regardless of whether he wins the tournament. I just think he's by far the most skilled fighter yeah. in the cruiserweight division. And but it's hard to argue size. that. I, th I do think it's hard to say he's the best. I'm not even going to talk about Tony Berry, but it's hard to say he's the best if he doesn't win this tournament. Because I think yeah. this tournament is about showing who's yeah, the best, it right? Yeah, it is, but I think... It's like you don't you know, win the World they, Cup. If they go and fight each other 10 times... If all these people fight each other 10 times, us yeah. it's going to win the, the most fights, See, I, I, think. I'm a, I'm, I And I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that, but I think I'm also a big believer in when the lights are switched on. And I think if you're mm. in the final of a tournament for your division, yeah. I know it's just one night, but if if you lose, you can't yeah. go around calling yourself no, the agree. best. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I just think... But he's definitely a skilled fighter. Um, there's a reason I'm, why he's a massive favourite. You know yeah. I mean? And Breedis is probably the number two in that tournament. And yeah, and and that's why I think this Gassiev Dortikos fight is going to be really interesting because, you know, whoever the, obviously the winner out of that is going to be clearly the underdog. Yeah, but do they that, take that fight and and yeah. throw confidence, especially if it's Gassiev, because you would argue potentially he's got the stamina to 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 keep the pressure on yeah. Usyk a bit more. But the thing I would say, having seen the Gassiev Lebedev fight, is mm. Lebedev, who is you know old, been through mm. a lot of wars. Yeah, Lebedev was. That was that was a very close fight. Mm, I remember watching yeah, that. Was, I didn't even, I didn't yeah, watch that was that not that was not an easy win for Gassiev yeah, at okay. all. Uh, he you know he dropped Lebedev, mm. which gave the illusion that he was winning all the rounds. But yeah. it was okay. it was Lebedev who was he was catching him easily yeah. with quite a lot of punches. Okay. You know he was completely dogged I in there and he was still catching him quite easily. I think that Usyk could play with we could play, play with Gassiev. I haven't seen enough of Dolskos yeah. because he hasn't fought. That many yeah, high-level opposition, opposition. He especially considering the amount of time he's yeah. been around. I he's mean, an unknown quantity. He's, he's, he's a bit in, inactive. Um, so I mean, in terms of this tournament, I mean, I would say I do think it's revitalised the cruiserweight division. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think yeah, this it's, it's no glitch out of a doubt. Maybe really. not in America, yeah. but in Europe, it's one of the most glamorous divisions that are out there now. You know, you've got all the top fighters all fighting for belts at these yeah. wonderful events. So yeah, it's right up there. I mean, what apart from heavyweight? What division in Europe right now is more and super middleweight potentially, which is in the box super series anyway? What yeah. is more of a live division in Europe? Division, yeah, not not at all. And I mean, I think for me, I think if you're a true boxing fan, because for us, yeah, I agree with you that in the US they don't want to pay attention to it. But mm. I think for but you, they if you're will. a big fan, you've got to pay attention. You've got to. I yeah. think I do know you've been hearing things about the network. So I think there's been an issue with them. 
yeah. getting this fight. Yeah, this it's all political, but if you yeah. have more fights like the ones we've just seen, they're not oh, going to be able to say no anything. because that's I mean, no, what the people want to say no necessarily. I think they couldn't get the deal done in time for a network to to televise, and then I understand when the proposal came through. It was linked to baseball. Just drink your water, mate. Don't worry, man. Sound effects. So, yeah, literally, um, it was down to the television networks. And if you've got baseball, basketball, all the rest coming in, I think it was just something they couldn't commit to. But I think now yeah. the product has shown that, you know what, actually it's worthwhile. And if I, if, if I was a World Boxing Series, I would go and link up with PBC. Because I think PBC, if you look at the train of fighters that they've got for they have I think they could easily flood some of their fighters yeah. into different divisions and be able to create more competition at a different way but it's sort of like they well. didn't they do that with the Super 6 and obviously that was similar people involved and then that that you know that was a lot of, there was a lot of problems because I, I remember you know there was so many political problems between people governing that bodies that was at the they time with Hoyer yeah. and the rest of them but I don't think they I seem think... to have done it in a way now where all the governing bodies are on their side there's obviously a lot of money you know, um, and this is the, WBS you're talking yeah, about. They're yeah, obviously yeah. a lot of money behind them and they're yeah. working in a way that they are in control. I mean, yeah. you know, people were saying, oh, Chris Eubank's going to drop out. He's not because, you know, the money's yeah, there. No, no, no. And, and that's why I think, so that's why I think BBC could put some of their fighters into this tournament and then it, it, it's a win-win for everybody because yeah. I, mean, I think the US markets take more of an interest. So, for example, you've got this cruiserweight. We interviewed Dejuan Blake. He's got this guy, yeah. Andre Tabiti. Mm. Could he potentially enter the next year's competition? Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, for me, I think it's great. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so well, on the back of the performance, everyone was yeah. saying before, you know, now we say, has Usyk been exposed? Obviously, we disagree, but, you know, some mm. people are saying that. A lot of the talk before was that he could go up to heavyweight. He wants to, you know, he said himself, he wants to take on Anthony Joshua after he wins the Super Series and moves up to heavyweight. Do you think he stands a chance heavyweight? Not really, because I think... The reason why I say this, and it's half linked to a man called Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew obviously fought David Hay, said, yeah, I want to fight Deontay, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he said he would never fight um, Joshua, but he was kind of like, yeah, I can yeah. challenge these guys, Dillian White, so forth, maybe even Tyson Fury. Today, he's come out, and it's again through the attraction of the Super Series, he's come out and said he wants to fight the winner. He said he's still the lineal champion. Yeah. He wants to fight the man that has all the one belts in mm. cruiserweight. He's determined to do that. Great. One of the reasons he said he's like, look, I can't mess with these guys. They're too big. Yeah. They're too strong. And I don't care what anyone says about Usyk. He is technically sound, but when he gets in with those guys, they're going to be too strong. Too strong. All they need to do is catch you once, essentially, and then potentially have you wobbled. We're talking about body shots, yeah. shots to the arm. I mean, could you imagine Usyk really trying to stop Joshua from just attacking him? No, he'd have to take him into the late rounds, wouldn't he? It'd have to be a tactical game. I wouldn't go as far. I wouldn't go as far to say that Usyk wouldn't have a chance. I think Usyk's got a chance with any heavyweight. I think you know if he fights someone. One of the lesser heavyweights yeah. outside of the Wilder and the Joshua. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say, oh, he's the favourite. He's going to win, but he's okay, got a chance a in any of okay, those a fights. Parker, I think, but to me, Parker is a bit of a cruiserweight yeah. anyway. He's more skilled than probably, probably any he, than any of the heavy, yeah. heavyweights. Uh, so he's got that advantage. Fury, but yeah, Remember, I agree he's, with you. you know, he's a massive cruiserweight. Yeah. He was very thin nice. at the weigh in, so he will bulk up a bit. It's not like he's going to go into the ring at 200 pounds. He will be a bit bigger. Yeah, he would be a bit. I don't you know, know if he fight. Listen, there's no doubt in my mind that Usyk absolutely. You know, he yeah. beats down on Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew's not the type. Oh, to, the cruiserweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No so doubt. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I think even though Bellew's gone up, and you know, he even though he won against David Hay, he didn't yeah. look like he could. That's he could really cause him and much trouble. And that's how I see. Usyk. I think Usyk's a lot more dangerous than Tony Bellew going I would, up to heavyweight. I get what you mean on that, um, and I would say yes at certain fighters so if let's say a Dave Allen for example yeah oh yeah but you know even you know what I'd go as far as someone like Huey Fury who doesn't have that much power yeah, yeah because but he's he was, technically because gifted technically it would be I a could good even I could see Usyk being and, someone like Huey Fury and I, and I wouldn't disagree with you I think it would be a points decision that if I'm being honest with you I think is that what we want to watch at heavyweights I no. think Heavyweights, no. you know, with the middleweights, it was so exciting in there. You couldn't watch that fight and not become a fan. No, no, no of he wasn't. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. So with I think that I just... he will make his his fights won't be, you know, won't be very right, stale because you know, he was loving having the fight. He, he was needs going the in opponent, there. though. Yeah. I think he needs the opponent like a Breedis, maybe even like a Dillian White, somebody that mm. is just going to keep kind of coming forward. And you got punched him off. Yeah, I'd like to see Dillian White, you know, giving Usyk some talk. Well, my, he's yeah. got a devil behind those <laughs> eyes. <laughs> he's not the same. He's not the man you want to mess yeah, with. Yeah, I think, yeah, he definitely looks like he can fight. And obviously, we'll mm. speak to Chamber, who's been working with him in the lead up to his fight. Um, so listen, let's before we go into the Chamberlain one, actually, let's just quickly touch on this Wilder comment. Um, so for those of you that may not know, um, Lennox Lewis put out a tweet uh, probably Sunday. 
And in the tweet, um, he basically says, I just overheard, a co- I just heard Deontay Wilder say he would destroy a young Mike Tyson. My thoughts are that it's easy to talk until you actually get in the ring. I like Wilder, but he's never been in there with someone that ferocious who truly wants to break his ribs with every punch. I don't see it. Um, so first of all, I know everyone's going to say it because you're your bum squad. No, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm 50-50, but I respect Deontay as a skilled fighter. But let me tell you now, Mike Tyson would have eaten any of the heavyweights in this current generation. I don't even care if you're talking about Tyson Fury. I don't care if you're talking about Joshua, Parker, Deontay Wilder. Mike Tyson, especially the Mike Tyson we're talking about, mm. he would have beaten him. I will say this, though. Um, for me, Tyson isn't the... How can I say? He was eye-catching. He was ferocious. Um, but he, for me, he's not the best heavyweight um, of even his generation. For me, I've always put Holyfield over him. Um, and I feel Holyfield beats him nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten. Um, and this whole thing about the prime Mike Tyson, I think even him as a man would have to say, listen... Like Mayweather's been to prison, Hopkins has been to prison, like few people athletes have been to prison and come out and still performed at the highest. So like yeah. if he's not, it's nobody's fault but his own. Um but for me, Deontay Wilder, um, you, you must be crazy. The only good thing about this, and I do believe this, I think it's all it's all a hype. I think all it does is who's talking about him? Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Who's gonna start talking about him if he responds? Mm. Maybe Mike Tyson. What does that do? You can't argue that since the Ortiz, sorry, the Stiverne Wilder fight and her insane Razor profile, he hasn't been increasing his profile. You know, I think Deontay Wilder, he's, yeah. you know, his ego's swelling at a rate that his record can't match, I think. You think so? Yeah, I, I like Deontay Wilder when he had yeah. that hungry ambition. You know, he's talking like a guy who's made it, you know, he's talking oh, like a guy sure. who's killing it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he hasn't had a fight where like he's, where he's, he's never had a close Mike fight and a 50 50 style fight, yeah. you know. He, Joshua's not as much of an ego publicly as Wilder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's gone life and death with Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. Like, what's Wilder? You know, Wilder, he, you can't, it's all, see, it's all talk until he backs it up. And that is true. And that's why I think that's why it's a good thing because there's only one thing you can do, right? You mm. make those kind of statements. You've yeah. got to go out there and start performing like that. Yeah. Now, if he smokes Luis Ortiz in one round... Which he probably will. Not in one round, but I think he will smoke Luis Ortiz. I think, Ortiz. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think, let's say he smokes him at one round, two rounds a Tyson-type performance, yeah. then at some point we have to say, listen, I think when people talk about his CV, I think it's just, it's a weak argument purely because Povetkin and Ortiz first time around cheated and it, and those fights got put off. Mm. So if he had those names on his CV, I'm not saying he's the greatest, but I think you can't talk about his CV too much. So I think we've got to back that out. Um, this statement is totally wild, um, like his name, mm. but I think it's a good thing. See what you did there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I, I think I can't see how it's not a bad thing because... All he's going to be doing, like this, since he's released the statement, everyone's like, and Linux Lewis released it, not Wilder. That's yeah. the other thing. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Who's he talking about? So you look on the Facebook page, people are just talking about him. Yeah. So I think it's good. It's creating a buzz for his name. Um, you know, it's not like a, a mere Khan going into the jungle, but it's getting his name out there. You go on mm. Twitter, it's getting his name free. So for me, I think it was a good thing. Um, so just quickly, also going to touch on. Uh, da, 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 da. Should we get into the fight this weekend between Gassiev and Dortikos? You know, get yeah, the yeah, other yeah. half so, okay. of the cruiserweight division. What, what do you think? Uh, I leaned well as as I said. I don't know. You know, I've only seen a couple of fights of Dortikos, but mm. I do lean towards Gassiev purely because I think that he's had he's 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 a more experienced fighter at that top level. I think, you, you know, the Dortikos performance against Kudryashov, I don't think you can take too much from that. Kudryashov isn't an elite level cruiserweight, you know. Mm. He's only, he's got the reputation of being a huge banger, but he's not an elite, you know, he's mm. he looked, com- he didn't look like he had skills to compete with Dortikos in there. And, mm. you know, there's more technical fighters out there than yeah. the Dortikos. I yeah. think that, I've, I don't, you know, I don't think that it's going to be the, who can land first fight that some people are predicting, actually. I think that Gassiev is not is more of a thudding, Golovkin-style thud puncher than an explosive one-punch knockout artist. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Gassiev shows some great work to the body in that Lebedev fight. And I think, you know, it, it could be quite a cagey opening. They're both going to be wary of each other. Yes, they both don't know. I could see it going that. quite a long way, this fight, I th- you know, I late rounds. I, I half expect it to be very cagey because, you know, Dortikos being a, a, a you know, Cuban, even though he's orthodox, his style kind of, I expect him to be a bit slow and it to be a bit lethargic early rounds. Um, yeah, I have to be honest, I, this fight, it wasn't something that was high on my agenda. Um, mm. Only recently I've been kind of looking into yeah. it. Um, 
I think I'd always gone with Gassiev, probably off reputation um, and some of the highlights I've seen. And like in, you said, go back, in Russia as well, which yeah, is going to be an advantage. Exactly. Um, and also, Dortikos, there's not much of him out there for you to even find out. Um, so that always worries me when guys like that. For the um, set, you know, a Russia versus Ukraine, Ukraine final in the in Jeddah. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. I'm, I'm look, I, I'd like, you know, I like the prospect of that. I'll be supporting Gassiev. I want to see that. That's going to be, yeah, that'll be that's a mental gonna be a fight. Mental. So, um, so for me, um, I'm going with Gassiev. Um, I have to say he's not much for me to report on on, on that because Dortokos is a guy, you know, I mean, he's done well to get into this tournament and he's done well to have a belt and he may surprise us, um, but I just don't know that much about him and when I look at his CV, I'm just like, yeah... What 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 is there to really expect? You look at some of his fights. He's unproven. And, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. you think after having as many fights as he's had, he's had, you'd have thought his reputation would have started to take hold before now. And like I said, yeah, the Kudryashov loss. I mean, the Kudryashov knockout. Yeah, not much to take from that. I think he goes in as the underdog. Yeah. So we're gonna quick quickly go to the go to the line, guys on the line. We're coming out to you. Nine eight five nine eight five. I think that's. Daniel, how you doing, fella? How we doing? Yeah, you... all good, mate. All good. Not bad, not bad. How are all you? Good. Yeah, all good, mate. Um, just want to touch on uh, we've got we've got um, Canelo Golovkin back on, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So, big um, news. Yeah, what's your um, prediction on that? Who wins? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a it? tricky one. Is uh, it might be too early for me to give you a concrete. If I'm being totally honest, D, um, and I want to ask you who you think. But yeah. when I first, when the first one happened, I picked Canelo. Um, really, you yeah. picked Canelo? I picked Canelo, and then Golovkin. Oh. Yeah, I picked Canelo the first time around. Um, well, I thought he would have too much. No, I've, I was quite confident in Golovkin first time. I think this time. Now I'm not so sure. Whereas first time I was fairly confident picking Golovkin. And that's Golovkin. the thing. I think everybody's kind of saying Golovkin's getting old. And I would have half said that. But now I'm not so sure. I don't think Golovkin's going to would have aged that much. I, I think do that think from that Canelo, first fight, Canelo can take confidence. That's what I was going to say. And I think yeah. it's Canelo knows what he needs to do to win that fight. Because I yeah, felt his stamina was output, awful. Exactly. His, his stamina, stamina was awful. awful in that fight. And his punch output really dropped. So I think if he maintains that, he can win the fight. What's your thoughts, D? Well, you know what? For the first fight, I, I did pick Triple G to do the business. But you know what? This time, I think Canelo will outbox him and goes home. And yeah. goes home a winner, to be honest. I can, I can only see one winner. All the hype surrounding Golovkin, Daniel Jacob didn't knock him out. Canelo didn't knock him out. It's like when he's coming up against better fighters... What's happening? No knockout, is there? Yeah. I think Canelo beats him. Yeah. <laughs> Point, you think it's a points or knockout? All right, D, you've gone there, so we're going to move on quickly because we've got a caller waiting. Um, going to go out quickly to 860, 860. And I think, Chamberlain, I see you on the line, so just bear with us. But 860. Hello? Hello, How are we... Who's, who's speaking? Is that Paul? Paul. How you doing, mate? You all right? You, doing, you sound a bit low, mate. You want to raise your... You want to scream at the top of your voice? Is that a bit better? Yeah, that's a bit better. Not a lot better, but it's a bit better. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you doing, you right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Hey. What's on your mind, mate? Hey, well, it's Canelo or Golovkin drama again uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna lead up to a great fight uh, but I think you've got Triple G who's gonna be a bit older I think Canelo is gonna make the necessary adjustments you see Triple G fight the same all the time but Canelo adjusts more I think and you know my views from the first fight I thought he, he just to say Oh, let's not let's not go there. The <laughs> Let him finish. Don't you, don't hijack the call. <laughs> you can. It. It. I don't think it's going to end in the knockout for either fighter. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get another 12, 12 rounds out of it. But I think it's going to go all the belts to uh, Canelo this time. Ah, nice, nice. And Paul, we got your main man Chamberlain on the line, so we're going to get go to him soon. But you're in London this for on Saturday, right, for the fight? Yeah. And, yes, definitely. and and who what's what's your prediction? How do you see this the fight playing out? 
done. It's only going one way. It's going Isaac's way. Isaac's too clever, too smart, and uh, I think Akoli's a bit too raw for this. He nice. hasn't had it. He, hasn't had a good check. You've had Isaac's been in there. Mm. He dislocated his shoulder. He still fights for seven rounds with a dislocated shoulder and wins the fight against an experienced bloke in Camacho. Who's, what's Akoli done whilst he's been a professional? Fought, fought Chamberlain's leftovers. Fights a guy <laughs> in his last fight. It was, no, sec, second to last fight, it was one and one. Are you kidding me? He's supposed to be an Olympian. Nah, Chamberlain all the way. And when he comes online, tell him I want some commission off their main I will do. I will. I will do. If we're going to go to him now, I would definitely like to patch you through, Paul. But it might be a bit shaky with the reception because he's not in the studio. But um, listen, Paul. Thank you very much for the call. Stay on the line. Cheers, Paul. And we're going to go straight to Isaac now. So, yeah. Isaac, I see you there. I won't repeat your numbers. Hello, Mr. Chamberlain. Yo. What's going on? How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just, I just finished a little light session today. Got my hair cut. I got that five week trim, baby. I'm ready, baby. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. That's 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 good to hear. I mean, listen. Thank you for joining us. We know it's a big week for you. Um, headlining down at the O2 South London, boy. It must be like stuff that dreams are made of, really. Um, and obviously our listeners are ready for this fight. Um, I guess one thing we just want to kick off because you know there is a lot of tension in this fight. Um, and it's real from what we can see. Um. How did it start? You know, just let the listeners know. How did how did it start? How did this tension come about? Um, he just started waffling off on on uh, social media before he turned professional, mm-hmm. talking rubbish, on, like talking rubbish here yeah, on social media. And obviously, I was I was one of the ones to be respond. You know what I mean? And he's trying to take it as if um, I'm I'm getting at him and I'm jealous of his achievements as an Olympian just because he went there just to show face, which I'm not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so he's trying to see, make it as if I'm, I'm bullying him. Where, you know, when he was younger, he used to say he used to get bullied and all of that. And then now he's he boxing and because obviously he, he, he has a big frame, he's trying to act as the bully. So he's mm. trying to be the, the, the thing that he hated the most when he was younger, which is quite sad to see really. Mm. But, you know, I'm just I'm just ready to fight right now. The, the talk is done, man. The talk is done now. Good to hear. Yeah, hi, Isaac. It's Tommy. Thanks for giving us some of your time. So, um, obviously, yeah, you're worry, in... Bro. Yeah, cheers. Um, obviously, you're in fight week now. As it's the biggest fight of your career. Yeah. So, you know, not necessarily because of Alcoli, but are there any nerves there, just it being such a big occasion, you know, being in South London, fighting at the O2, like Kojo said? Yeah, of course. Because if, if I didn't have nerve, then you know I would. It, that means I wouldn't really care about the occasion. I wouldn't really care about the fight because I want to win so bad. Of course, there's definitely going to be nerves because you know most fighters hardly ever get to headline at the O2, and for me to do that is a massive blessing. Mm. You know, um, it's funny though because you know they're trying to draw me away. They're trying to make me fight Henshaw when he was undefeated. When I had four fights, then I fought Wadi when I had five fights. You know, in two weeks' notice, they try to throw me away. Mm. Like, you know, they try to throw me away. But I still, I'm still here. You know, I'm still here. I'm, I'm not moving. Do you know what I mean? So they're, now they're thinking, Raj, you know what? Well, we, we might have someone on our hands here. You know, this guy is special. And they see the amount of tickets that I've done for the show as well. Now I've done nearly a thousand. Mm. You know, Crowley even done near that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, obviously, what that it just shows, you know, that the... The potential that I have, and obviously when I win this fight, I'm not this guy out here. It's just gonna show that, you know, you don't have to be an Olympian to come from to achieve great things. Look at Nigel Benny; he didn't even win a Southern Eastern Div as an amateur. Mm. But look at the stuff he he achieved as a professional. Yeah, know, it's all different. You know, it's all different. You stop counting and basing it on that Olympic, that Olympic style, that Olympic. Do you know what I mean? Stop thinking the Olympics is gonna guarantee success when it's really not. Mm. You say that you feel like they tried to throw you away at first. Do you feel like, obviously, with Akoli being managed by Joshua, do you still feel like, in a way, you're still the away fighter going into it? 
Oh, yeah, I definitely feel like they're way fighting. But I think the reason why they made this fight earlier is simply because of uh, after one round, what has he really got? And that, that all of that was exposed. The hype was exposed when, exposed when he fought Mendua. And they were like, listen, let's just cash out and make a big show with Lawrence and Isaac because everyone's asking for that fight instead of waiting and hope. And, and obviously, more likely, Lawrence is the one to get banged out before me. Mm. You know, so obviously potential hype of that fight happening would be down the drain, because obviously it wouldn't look as it wouldn't be as big if if As- Matty Askin or Steve Simmons or Luke Watkins knocks him out. But it's obviously me. They they got their money back because of the amount of ticket sales, the amount of um, hype that this fight got. So Isaac, it's Kojo here, mate. Um, so listen, we all we've all seen, and it's been on our Facebook and our Instagram page. Uh, the great banter with the advert uh, you posted in Cody's local paper. Um, for me, I think mm-hmm. it was a breath of fresh air in terms of, you know, there's an animosity between in the fight. Um, it is a big fight for us British fight fans. Um, but you've gone that one step further and been a bit clever with how you market it. You know, I think everybody that's seen that has received it well. And none like serious boxing fans have been like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this fight now. What, where did the idea come from? You know, how, how, how long has this been in the making? And can we expect anything else? Um, we were just sat in a foot up with my with my friend Two Slick Chris. Yeah, yeah, you know, Mr. Bongo. <laughs> <I thought>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Congo. Yes. <laughs> funny guy. We were just talking. Obviously, when we're in camp, we're, we're bored, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. so we're not, like, a lot of time passes by. Nice, nice. Obviously. Yeah, so obviously, we were looking to... Let's speak. Obviously, I don't know, man. We were just bored, man. So we were just thinking of stuff. And, yeah, and obviously, we are looking to build the fight. No, and I think it's definitely worked. And Paul, one of our listeners who was on before, um, is saying he wants some commission on uh, the memes that he sent you. So I think he sent a couple of memes to you and or some <laughs> members of your team. So yeah, he did. He, you know, he's looking for. <laughs> he's a legend exactly big up Paul so, yeah, um, big up. so um so yeah no that's great um I mean but obviously not focus on the fight um you know it's, it's been sort of documented that you went out to Ukraine uh you were sparring with Yusek and others in preparation for the fight um I mean how did that go and was there anything specific you were you were working on tactically for this fight yeah yeah bro listen I'm not going to tell you what we've been working on. You can see that on February, bro, on February the 3rd. <laughs> but, like, it was, it was, like, serious work. Like, like the stuff they taught me, the stuff, even Lomachenko was there, came in, taught me some stuff, you know, gave me bear tips and stuff, you know. Um, Usyk as well, like, their trainer, I was just learning so much and every spa that I was sparring with them, I was getting better, I was getting better, I was getting better. It was just amazing. You know, an amazing experience. And because I'm not scared to go out there, because obviously the, the Olympic Institute, Institute of Ukraine is like hell on earth. It was just like, uh, mate, hard work. You know, we woke up 5 a.m., it was snowing, we had to run, and sometimes mostly raining and just damp weather. It was just, Uncomfortable, but obviously you have to be you have to strive in uncomfortable situations so you can get the best out of um, what you have. You know what I mean to to really bring out the best in you. So obviously, um, I was willing to go that extra bit. I'm not just gonna go um, stay in London and spar with the people I normally spar with all the time for a big fight. You have to go that extra mile. You have to go that extra distance because you know mentally in your head, listen, I did everything I can. I had fizzy drinks or sugars or chocolates or stuff like that. I had that for 10 weeks. Damn. Imagine 10 weeks of start having withdrawal symptoms <laughs> yeah, of, of, of having nice food. <laughs> but I always thought I had that rock-solid mentality and discipline saying, you know what, I can have all of this after February the 3rd, suffer now, live the rest of your life a champion. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier about how uh, Cody, you know, he had nothing left after a round or two. Do you think, is it key to take him into the later rounds? Because obviously he is dangerous early on. So do you think that's key to take the fight long? Okay. He, he's dangerous early on, so am I. Every boxer is, is dangerous early on because every boxer is still very sharp. You know what I mean? So, um, it, well, we'll have to see how he comes out. You know, we'll definitely have to see how it comes out. I'm just going to have my boxing brain. I'm going to do what I do all the time, which is be extremely smart. 
You know, I've mm. dealt like listen. You know, yeah, Okoli is a good fighter, but I've seen a lot of Okolis. You know, like far with a guy that's three twice as good as Okoli, Richard Riapo. You know, twice as good as him. Mm. You know, I mean, hits as hard, he even harder than him. You know, so I've seen lots of guys with Okoli style. Okoli has seen no one really with my style. No way. Forget the Olympic experience. You know, after three rounds, four rounds, five rounds, six rounds, after eight, you know, after seven, eight rounds, when you start to get the timing of them, you start to get the rhythm, this wear and tear of the fight, you know, the fight starts to change. You don't know about none of that. I know about all of that. Mm. So, I mean, I know about So, we're just going to see. It's going to be a humbling experience for him. Yeah, no, and I think that's the that's a, a a good note to sort of talk about. You know, you're speaking about your mindset um, and the mentality, and you know, it's been well documented the Wally Camacho fight, um, what you've gone through. Um, and I have to say, the guy, the Polish guy, you fought your call under the next gen. Um, I think although that was a really impressive fight because that guy was a huge monster in comparison to you size wise. Um, obviously, you knocked him out, but actually, yeah. it was a good performance as well. So, I think for me, I have to say, Isaac, um, you know, I've, you've been in our studio. You're you're a guest to the show. Okoli's also been a guest to the show. For me, I'm not gonna lie. I see this is a fifty fifty fight um, because. I, I think I think somebody unfortunately is going to get knocked out, um, but I do see this as a fifty-fifty mm. fight, and I think where your strengths are is where his 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 weaknesses is where we don't know anything about him. So I think your strengths, we know you've got heart, we know that you're a fighter as well, um, and I think technically you're you're a good fighter. I don't think you're getting that credit. Whereas Cody's coming in with the bandwagon of the you know the Joshua promotion, the Eddie Hearn, the Matchroom. Um, so I think for me. It's going to be a very interesting thought. I hope emotion doesn't play a big part of this. And, you know, both of you are clearly focused it, on... It will, play to, it will play a part to him. I know that 100%. Yeah. It will definitely play a part to him. Yeah. Me, you know, this is just business. Yeah, it's what it's, I mean. This business. Yeah, like, so... I, I, that's, well, I've been through this before. Like, it's not... The guy on like, I haven't made a venue that you're cool with, with Buddy before. Like, yeah. I haven't done it. But I've done it. I've done all of that before. And I know that how it feels. I know... At the end of the day, the crowd can't fight for you. That's it. Uh, and it, boys, pay boys, they can't fight for you. <laughs> and and obviously, so, I think a good thing from a from a you know a trinket perspective. I mean, it's all about. It is a great. It is a good belt. You're gonna. It's for the vacant WBA Continental Cruiserweight title. So, I mean, you win this fight. Um, it really does open up a lot of potential for 2018. Um, have there been any discussions yeah. about what? The, what what this could lead to or is there a plan obviously first things first is Okoli but is there any type of discussions yeah, of what that's next what I'm thinking about to be honest I really I really been discussing what's next I've just been uh, focused on the task in hand you know that which is Operation Okoli yeah you know so uh, <laughs> I've just been focused on that to be honest and you say like how you've had the experience you've gone through with Wadi Kamacha would you say Obviously, he had a lot of experience as an amateur. Do you feel like you're entering the ring as the more experienced fighter because of it being purely in the pros, or do you think that you're actually on a level playing field with his international experience? No, but the thing is, when after you know after amateurs, there's only three rounds. You know, you, there's no time in the amateur boxing where you think, yeah. "Oh my days, how many rounds left, or how many rounds to go, or, or this is changing, or that is changing, or it's really tight." There's none of that in amateur boxing. You know what I mean? So, like, he, he hasn't been through any of that stuff yet. And he hasn't had the gut check. It's kind, it's quite different. Mm. You know, when a rugged, rough professional is coming at you, instead of, you know, amateur boxing, the, 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 the point scoring style and all of that, it's pretty different, you know. No, okay. No, that that's good. And um, so, obviously, this weekend we saw, we're seeing the W... Uh, World Boxing Super Series, your division as well, a um, couple of titles on the line. Um, were you impressed with you sick on the weekend? Did you watch that fight? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did, yeah. It was very impressive because um, Brutus is a world-class operator mm. and people are trying to say, yeah, he's a good looker. But you guys underestimate, they underestimate Maurice Brutus, which is a top, top quality operator. Yeah, like, definitely. He's not WBC world champion for no reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're not that for no reason. That's not a very champion. He was, he was, he's a very, very good boxer. Yeah, um, he, he actually showed it in that night as well. Oh no, he really did. Um, he's great as well, you know. And and 
he can just show the hard work he puts into the gym, it all comes out on fight night. So I mean, from from our from our perspective, yeah, we've had people say you know Usyk look exposed, but I I I agree with you. I think people underestimated how good Breedis could be, um, and the fact that he really fought for this fight. I think eventually Usyk obviously got his way, but that was in the final rounds for me. Um, it's a very close fight and very entertaining. So if you guys can go half of that way, I think us British fans have been for a treat. And and I have to say, um, uh, 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 Chamberlain. In terms of this fight, you know, there are some similarities between, you know, the everyone's talking about the Herbie Hyde um, and the old guy, I forgot his name, Bernie something or Ben something. Um, but Degel and Groves, I feel like this is the next, this, I feel like this is the second Degel and Groves in terms of you guys have a fight early, you go away on your respective careers, you know, because you've still, you are both good prospects um, and definitely are going to have a good career in boxing. And then potentially we'd like to see you guys come back and, and fight again in the future. So, yeah, for me, um, I'm really looking forward to this fight on Saturday. We're going to be in the house. We should be at most of the media workout events. So we'll be XR tomorrow. Obviously, uh, the press conference on Thursday. We're in at the O2 on Friday. So, I mean, for me, I just want to say, Isaac, thank you very much for your time. Uh, good luck and all the rest of training and the rest of the preparation. And obviously, may both of you guys come out healthy at the other side and may the best man win. Yeah, thanks very much, man. Best thank of luck. You, thank you. I want to give a shout out as well. I want to give a shout out as well to Combo Nation. Yep. My agent, David Johnson. Ted Boxing Academy, Equilibrium, my, my physio, Michael, Ticket Trolley. I don't know how many other people. Uh, my other sponsors, everyone that's, that's helping the team, you know, that's helping me. And my team, I just want to give a special shout out to them. Definitely, no, do, do, do that, man. I mean, it's this teamwork makes the dream work. And to be honest, I have to say that's impressive of you because actually, since you last come on the show, you've your sponsorship, your partnerships has grown. And I like that because I like to see boxers focusing on a business and making sure their team's right and and it's tight. So well done on that. And yeah, happy to shout out your boxers. What about your yeah. Instagram? I'm sure everyone knows the Instagram, Twitter. Do you want to just quickly shout that out? Um, Chamberlain underscore is my Instagram and my Twitter is iChamberlain underscore. Perfect. Thank you very much. And yeah. big up combination for lining up this interview Big up as well. Paul on the memes. Yeah, but <laughs> definitely big up Paul on the memes. All right, listen, Isaac, all the Cheers, best. Man. Yeah. Good best luck today. Best of luck. Cheers. All right, bro. Cheers. Take thank care. you. Just take care. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a good interview. And um, we're going to go back out to the Lions 348. 348. See who's on the floor. Uh, how you doing, lads? You all right? Yes, not bad, not bad. It's Tom. Tom, how L. you doing? Yeah, Tom. How you doing, how you sir? Doing, We're both well. How are you, mate? Listen, for, for all of those that don't know, Tom's yeah. been doing some cracking articles that are on the website, rapsontv.com. Make sure you go and check them out. Um, he's doing some really good work. Tom, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just have to um, say about the uh, weekend with Yusuke uh, and Bradis. What a fight. It was, um, it was a great fight. To be honest, um, I think a lot of people underestimated um, Bradis going into the fight. And as uh, Chamberlain alluded to, I mean, you you can't be WBC champion for nothing. Um, I feel it sort of, going into the last few rounds, it sort of swung in the balance whether Usyk had done enough to uh, win the fight. But I think um, I think it was a fair decision that he narrowly edged it by um, a few rounds. So, yeah, but it was a great account um, from Bradis. And I think after the tournament's uh, concluded... Uh, why not see the rematch between yeah. them two? So. No, definitely a great point. I think we should see the rematch because mm. it was a cracking fight. Or even maybe see him fight the loser of the semi-final. But yeah, definitely. What's else, what else is on your mind, Tom? I mean, there was one thing I've got to ask you. Senko de Mayo. Canelo versus Golovkin. It's Mayo. Muy it's, bueno. I think it's Mayo. It's not, yeah. it's not the high in the sauce. <laughs> Mayo, mate. <laughs> Listen, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Like we're, <laughs> exactly, we're we're hijacking your call yeah. with some helmets, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm same as you, really. I uh, had Canelo in. Uh, I had Canelo um, favorite. I was favoring Canelo the last time out, but um, I think I've changed my mind now. I think um, I think GGG wins the fight this time round. Um, I mean, I think they both sort of sussed each other out in terms of um, boxing uh, skills. Was wise and um, I think last time out, um, even though you know Golovkin didn't land that uh, concussive, you know, punch or array of punches that he's um, 
been so, um, you know, used to doing with other opponents. I think um, this time around, there's no reason as to why, you know, Golovkin can't um, outbox Canelo and, you know, win on points. But I don't think you should leave it to the uh, decision because, you know, being out in a... I think Golovkin definitely can't. Yeah, Golovkin can't. No, no, a second time. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it shows how great a fight is, doesn't it? Because we've already seen it once, and everyone we've spoken to about it has changed their minds, and no one's still, and still no one's agreeing. Yeah, and we've already seen it, so it shows what an amazing fight is. I think this is the sort of fight that people are going to look back on in ten years' time and be like, "God, remember Canelo and Golovkin? Those were two great middleweights." Like, definitely. And I'm going to put. I want to come back to that on one point, but I would say what I find really interesting since the news was announced and we put it on our Instagram and Facebook pages. It's that the people that Cheeky went for bug. Golovkin, <laughs> Golovkin last time around, and now saying Canelo will win. Mm. And I feel like even the people that picked Canelo last time, they're kind of like, yeah, Golovkin could win. Like Tom mm. said it, I, I, I've just said it. And I, I, if you ask me why do I think that, like, I think, do you know what? I really thought Canelo would have make the fight in September, number one, and that would give it a full year, which he would have aged a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Canelo's Golovkin's aged that much. The only thing which is I see in Golovkin's favour is that if he can have a bit more punch variety, if you remember, he didn't work the body of Canelo, yeah. really. He started slow as he well. He started slow. And if he can try to cut off the ring, I still think he's got a chance. I think the other thing in his favour is that he's... I think he now knows he has to go for a knockout. I yeah. feel like in the last fight, he was trying to go to maybe... Thinking he could outpunch him, go to to But I think he has to go for the knockout. So, I mean, closer to the fight, we've still got a few months. I'll make a better pick, but yeah. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Do you feel that if uh, Golovkin, a question for both of you, do you think um, if Golovkin forces the uh, the pressure on Canelo to you know get the knockout, do you think it will leave him more susceptible to getting caught and more vulnerable? Yes, because he got caught. You know, he got caught badly. It's, you know, there's that one shot that you keep seeing. But he got caught with some heavy shots. You know, he got right. caught with a shot that probably would have put nine out of ten other fighters right. out. And, and I think Golovkin's very wary of Canelo's power. Like you know, all the talks about Golovkin's power. Canelo is a big puncher. He is a big puncher. But I do think, unfortunately, I think or is, I think well, listen, they're both big punches. He's got faster hands on the inside as I well. I think also from Golovkin's power. I think Golovkin would have taken confidence. Yes, he got hit because his defense isn't the greatest, but. I think it's fair to say he kind not ate them like you know mm. uh, uh, like the Jacobs or the other guy that he fought Lemieux when he said yeah. you know, hit me hit me it wasn't like that but there was a little bit of oh, don't I think forget he, the big man Kel Brook as yeah, well yeah exactly had, it, had him teetering on wobbly legs <laughs> right, didn't he yeah, <laughs> but I think there was an element of Golovkin knowing that he probably wasn't going to get stopped in that specific fight I think. I don't know if he was that much. I don't think he was afraid of the power. I don't know. That's how I, I think feel. It is a risk, but he's got to take that risk because the, choice, the way that he beats Canelo is by grinding Canelo down and forcing yes. the sta- you know forcing yeah. the stamina issue. So he's got to take that risk, take that risk to get he, the knockout. Exactly, and that's what I think. If if he makes Canelo increase his stamina or in terms of his range early in the rounds, how does that how does that help Canelo later on in the rounds? We don't. It may mm. not. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting and I do think I think out of the two of them we he knows he can't leave it to the judges Canelo said not. it but I think Canelo was a bit cheeky saying it when you look at his points in, 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 in yeah I think that when you I look mean, at the final score I card, can't see Golo- you know this could be Golovkin's last fight you've got to take that into account I don't think that um, I hope not I think that I hope, that I hope not happens but well. I think there's no, I don't I, you know, you could see a blatant robbery in this yeah. fight. You know, they tried, they almost, you know, in a way they almost did it in the first fight with that ridiculous yeah. scorecard. I don't I think mean, you, you can't yeah. expect, you can't rely on anything in this fight. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if, I think if you're in Golovkin's position. And that's the thing about this fight. I think if the scorecard was more realistic, a bit closer, then yeah. I think you could see, you could make an argument at least for, okay, why? Even if you There's no come. way you could argue that that was a 118, 110 No way, scorecard. that's what I mean. There's so no it's way. like, he can't go in there trusting the right thing that's to happen. He's got to force the issue. He's got to force the issue. So, um, so yeah, so no, that's great. Um, Tom, just because uh, I'm, I'm sure you did the um, interview for us one time. O'Hara Davis has uh, joined Frank Warren. What do you make of that? Yeah, it was, um, I think everyone saw it coming, to be honest. Like, yeah. Obviously, parting ways with... Um, Matchroom and announcing his management team with uh, MTK. I think, it's the, I think they can. They seem to have come to um, a good like agreement, and that he's been given a good deal. And I think it's definitely a bonus for him. You know, it's given him the um, the opportunity to you know have a fresh start. And um, he's in a stable where you know there's fights with the likes of Tyrone Nurse, Jack Catterall, and yeah. um, they're all under the sort of the same banner. So it's definitely yeah. 
more realistic. Tyron McKenna obviously being with NTK as well. Yeah. So yeah, those fights are more achievable now. I think. And yeah, there's, no, so. there's not going to be a problem with uh, cross broadcasters and you know all that nonsense between the two. So no, perfect. Thank you very much, Tom. Listen, we're going to move on to another caller. Um, I appreciate your time, mate, yeah. and uh, keep up with the good work. Thank you for calling in. Cheers, yeah, man. No worries. See you in the week. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, nine nine eight. I think that's Mr. Michael Angelo Serra. Oh, yeah, What's Michael, up? Michael How you doing, sir? You well? Hey, yeah, yeah. Good. Thanks. Tired. Better long day at work. I'm okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're here good. discussing the best things in boxing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this fight this fight Saturday. I mean, I've seen O'Coley fight um, on the um, Evel Spence versus Kel Brook show, and you know he's he's a big puncher. You know he's definitely a big puncher. I've never seen Isaac Chamberlain fight, um, mm-hmm. but the thing is, one guy he did fight, and he, he uh, is a guy called um, obviously Wadi Camacho, and um, obviously that's that on on. Paper well, is a well, great result, you know. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very much so. I mean, he, yeah, he's a name match. I mean, okay, he is a bit inconsistent at times, but in his own way, he's a big puncher. Um, so, you know, he's, he's obviously moving up the uh, levels, you know, by beating guys like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one is definitely um, looks, uh, you know, it's obviously the most explosive encounter since, um, domestically speaking, Acruza, since Hay versus Enzo Macronelli. And how fitting that it's almost. Um, well, it's a month shy of 10 years since that fight actually happened at the same, very same arena that they're um, battling it out in on Saturday night, the O2. Mm. So, you know, is that fight, is that, is that actually the main event? Yeah, that's yeah, the main it's event. Main event. Yeah. Ten rounds. Ten rounds. I okay, I'll tell the... you why, because I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't buy boxing news anymore. Um, they've just disgraced themselves. I don't know if you know no. what they've done, no, uh, what with, they done with an article regarding, an article regarding Errol Graham. Um, this is opening up a bit, a bit of a can of worms. This, but yeah, they uh, did a three-page yeah. article on on Evel Graham and um, the way he was portrayed, the great Evel Graham. Yeah. Let's face it, he and he's going through some hard times British at the moment as well. He is indeed. Yeah, he's he's um, you know he's he's battling depression. I don't know the ex- to the extent of it, but um, they made some um, disgusting and I mean disgusting reportage on on Errol's condition. Uh, the way they sort of like uh, you know basically uh, was talking about and writing about him was like you know they projected him as some sort of a relic, mm. you know. Uh, a spitting image puppet. I mean that's no way to talk about anybody, especially mm. a fighter more so any human being um you know um i think the editor's got a lot to answer to to that i mean this guy i mean you know where do they get these writers from you know i need to we need to they're talking about they're going into his physical characteristics he's you know his body looks much bigger you're talking about the guy like he's a relic it's just disgusting so as i say when i i have to ask you guys stuff that's why because I don't buy the trade magazine anymore. No, I totally understand, mate. So listen, Mike, cool. Uh, coming back. To, yeah, coming Who'd back to win? World Boxing. Who wins this World weekend? Super Series. Who wins between Akoli and Chamberlain this weekend? Well, I, again, I've only seen Akoli, but he's very ragged from what I, I saw of him uh, when he when he boxed on the Kell Brook Spence show. Mm-hmm. Very, very ragged. I think he boxed an import, yep. stopped him in a van, um, or two vans. It was there. He's exciting, he's a big puncher, but the thing is, you can name thousands of big punchers in boxing history, mm. but you can only name a handful of big punchers who have got punch resistance mm. in boxing history. Trust me, you know, and only an handful can come to mind. Um, but um, can he take a big shot? You know, that that's the thing. Until he gets it on the rear, that's Lin, Jin, yeah. uh, mm. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But um, I think um, the form book, um, if I had to put my hand on my art, um, I've got to go for Chamberlain. I think uh, Chamberlain will win um, in, and in an impressive style. But again... It's it's not uh, it's a bit unfair of me to to say that because you know um, I've never seen Chamberlain fight and um, but I'm just going on past form by beating someone like Wadi Camacho, you know, no it speaks problem, about Mike. volumes, does you know? So listen, Mike, we're going to have to last 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 thirty seconds, mate. We're going to close out for the show. Yeah, Camacho boxed a friend of mine, Daniel Woodgate from um, Ramsgate, and um, you know he, he he stopped him, and that's that's no mean feat. I mean that is he's he's a very tough guy, my friend Daniel nice. Woodgate. But um, we'll look out he, for him. Um, yeah, he, he, as I say, he's, he's definitely one to look out for. And I think well, Chamberlain is. I mean, Danny's retired now, but but another good guy coming up is 
Jack 13 Morris. He was Southern Area Light Heavyweight. He's gone up the cruiserweight, I believe, again, and he's on the comeback trail. So no problem, Mike. Very good fight, so, mate. listen, Mike, thank you very much for your call, all the support, and good luck on Thursday. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Take thank care. Thank you so much. Cheers, Take no care. problem. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. So, before we go, we're going to do a bit of a speed drive-by flashing through the news. Um, so, what we didn't talk about was the actual card. Um, on Saturday, which features Ted Giesman taking on Carson Jones, Reese Bellotti taking on Ben Jones, and Joshua Bwatsi facing on a guy called Jordan Joseph. Um, good fight. We're also going to see the likes of Felix Cash um, on that night. So listen, uh, we spoke about our code. We spoke to Chamberlain. The fight's happening this Saturday. Tom, who are you going with? Uh, well, I feel a bit guilty now that we just spoke to Isaac. And <laughs> Welcome to the world of journalism. journalism. He's, a, he's a lovely guy, but I, I think that if you know, if I was getting yeah, a free bet on this one, I'd be going with a Cody. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'll be honest. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm sitting on the fence purely because I just don't know who to pick. Oh, you There's bastard! The, uh, you just dogged me in it, and then you're sitting on the fence. You're sitting on the fence. Why did dog you in it? Okay, so I'll be honest. Where, where it is with me though, honestly, it's purely because. I think Akoli is probably not as poor as I initially thought he was. Like mm. what Michael said there about him looking very like like Bambi on ice kind of fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I kind of used to see him. Um, then I looked at his fights and I thought, well, okay, he does have a big right hand, but Michael raised a good point. We haven't seen his punch resistance. Yeah, from with me with Akoli and um, with Chamberlain, obviously he wasn't that he, he's not glorified as a, an Olympic amateur so his amateur career is probably not as well recognized i think he's a mm. good fighter strong fighter and i think he's shown good heart but does is that enough and then i think you said something which made me think i have to be honest is would Hearn put him in there now if they didn't yeah think, that's you know, that's my key and, thinking and, behind it and that's why i'm thinking well well maybe but then has it has okoli pushed for the fight so Hearn's been like well actually i don't think you can win but you're pushing for it you're confident yeah Let's make it happen. But I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I have to be honest, I, I can't call it. Um, if I had to put money down, I think I'm going to go with Chamberlain. Yeah. Just, just I haven't spoken just, to him. I'd quite like to see him do it now. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, we spoke to Coley and, and, you know, if, unfortunately, both of them can't win. I just think, for me, there's definitely more questions to be asked of a Coley if this fight definitely. goes to round six. It's going to be a great fight either way. That's what I think as well. It's definitely going to be a big fight. Um, I don't think there's much danger of this one being KG. uh, Yeah, I think this is going to be a KO. It's going to be bloodthirsty. Um, (laughs) So in other news, this today we saw, and let me see if I can play this. We saw Khan. By the pay-per-view, we'll support the fighter. So this is Phil LeGreco. That's That's talking to Amir Khan. But you gotta listen to this. Just listen to what I'm about to say. After the Canelo loss, you went on a losing streak. Family, wife, then. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, guys, guys. (laughs) Exactly. It's not a cricket match. Please, please. Ain't a cricket match. You go out and you tweet to the heavyweight champion of the world. What is wrong with you, mate? What is wrong? You go out and you tweet to the heavyweight champion of the world that he can have your left And at that point, Amir Khan threw water in his face. Listen, for me, I think it's two things. Definitely, I think this is a bit staged. I think you've got Khan coming out of Celeb Jungle. You've got LeGreco, who's a big mouth American type of fighter. Mm. Um, there was no real harm to be done. He threw water in him. Yeah. What does that do? It makes people talk about the fight because yeah, you now... Know, you know what it does? It makes people forget about Carl Frampton and Nito Zanetti. Exactly, That's what it does. exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And in fairness to them, the undercard isn't poor. You know, if no. you look at some of the fights you got, you saw the two guys, Mashadon and Tommy Cole, turn it's up. Good as fight, yeah. Batman I like Tommy Cole. Exactly, Batman and Superman. You've got um, uh, Bat, uh, Fowler who's fighting on the card, on the card as well. So it doesn't turn into a bad boxing night, especially when you look at the t- ticket prices. Yeah, um, but you're hundred. You got to look at the shape that Phil LaGreco was in, though. You know. He did come out with a brilliant line, you know. He, he wasn't a talker in the way that makes me want to come back and listen again. Yeah. But he did come out with one great line, which was, "I've got a double chin, but he's, he's got, got no chin." Yeah, but he's, he's got, got no chin. chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that, that was, was brilliant. That was a good. And, that and, was a bit and, of wit. And again, I like even that. to Amir Khan, he came back with a good quiz because, um, yeah, Phil Greco said, "You know, thanks for you guys giving me three months training." Amir Khan said, "Yeah, we've seen the sight of you, so we know you need it." So yeah. I thought, <laughs> so it's good banter. Um, and I think you've hit the nail in the head. I think. Eddie Hearn is piped up and said, listen, you know, you had Dennis Wise there, you had 
the other guy from Liverpool that was in the jungle and somebody else that was in the jungle. So yeah. you've got these celebrities, so to speak, now. Yeah, it was straight away. It's on BBC Sport, you know, Khan's opponent, so, Khan Chuck's war in face of yeah, opponent. Exactly. So I think they've exactly done, what needs to be that's done. That's exactly what they wanted. So for me, I think it was a good thing. Um, also, last weekend, we saw Linares beat Jester to a points decision. Um, for me... Um, I felt Linares looked all right, but I think we need to see him in some real challenges. Well, There's they're talking about him Lomachenko. against Lomachenko, aren't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he loses those. That Definitely fight. loses. I think why not? Why even take that fight? Why not go? Because it's and probably take... bigger money than fighting Mikey Mikey Garcia, which I think he also loses. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I think that Linares is an aging fighter now. I, I agree think with you. You got to look at those two I fights agree. with Crawler. Anthony Crawler is not a well beating fighter, and. You know I mean, that wasn't total. Now that first I mean, the fight, one was, Crawler had spells in that first fight where he was. He, but not you know, it's not like he was dominating Linares in any way at all. But he was in the fight. You know, it was potentially you could have seen how I'm Crawler be honest, could come back I was back there for both the of them, and I didn't feel so. The first one definitely a bit more. I felt he had more fight in him. Yeah. The second one, the second one was just like clear yeah. domination. But the first but one, it was a bit, you know, um, it wasn't a hundred percent assured. It wasn't like, oh, he's gone out there and dominated know, him throughout. Impressed. I'll be honest, I was impressed, and I was thinking, you think? And and uh, to be honest, after that, I was a little bit on the Linares train because I was thinking, yeah. oh, oh he's a beautiful he's, fighter. He's, to watch. Saying, he's really good fighter, yeah. skillful. But actually, since then, I'm saying, what are you doing to challenge yourself? Mm. You know, there's guys with belts. For me, he really is a smart thing, and I agree with you. Probably on a money perspective, Lomachenko is the bigger. Fight and it is for the money for him now, isn't he? He is a world champion, I he's th- had a lot I of think fights. The U- Easter Jr. is there for the taking. Easter Jr. looked poor against Fortuna. Um, yeah. Fortuna is a good fight, but he looked poor, yeah. so I think he's no, there for the taking. Um, he's rugged though, Easter Jr. It's not, it's a tough fight, isn't it? It's a tough, but I think Easter, I think Linares could beat him. I, be, I, I really because Linares, he's got you know, he's he's been beaten before, hasn't yeah, he? He's yes, been knocked out, he's, hasn't he? So he's, he's an old fighter, he's um, vulnerable, he's, he's vulnerable. So for me, at least Lomachenko probably doesn't have the power to knock him out. Um, thing is I think Lomachenko stops him because the way he hits yeah, for me Linares cuts easily and I think you saw that if, you, if you've seen the Jester fight one thing that was interesting he when he was hitting Gesta or Jester Jester was kind of taking it but he was definitely outworking him mm. but when he would just throw one shot back Linares seemed a bit wary he was yeah. like I don't want to get hurt and I think he yeah, cuts I think, easy I think yeah. he, that's, that's going to be a thing for him against Lomachenko so, so listen uh, guys we're going to wrap it up it's been great we're back uh, looking forward to this weekend Isaac Chamberlain versus Akoli don't forget you know what to do Raps on TV everywhere we're talking Instagram social media Facebook all of that all of that all of that and the intro's not working so I'm looking at the engineer like yo it's still not working it's still not working I don't know why it's not working always go out on a high always go out on a low and a high so um uh, there we go another thanks one. very much guys there we go that's why we've got to have an engineer in the studio so mm. listen raps on TV Facebook social media YouTube all of that guys keep subscribing thank you for all your support take it easy cheers <laughs>